Hello. I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. I think that we just massively underestimate, especially as women, our own capability and awesomeness. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. Sometimes I think you go through this journey as a business owner and think you're a bit crazy. You're like, who am I to have this dream? Well, I just think women are hard on themselves. I wish I had been more confident in what I was capable of. But I feel like you do what feels right for you, then that's going to be always on brand. Women, our natural inclination is to be pleasers and to put other people before self. I've never had a tea with the Queen before and this is such a pleasure. (laughs) Hello, I'm Emma McQueen and welcome to Tea with the Queen. Nikki Ellis is not your average gym owner. For one, she was once a lecturer at university giving evidence-based training to future personal trainers. In other words, she's a trainer's trainer. She's spoken in front of crowds both here and overseas, including the Mind Body Bold Convention in San Diego. Her business is called Cinch, and it's been nominated a few times for the Telstra Business Women's Award. And she's a published author. How amazing is all that? She really is an incredible businesswoman and has much wisdom to give. I'm glad she's here to share some of that with you today. Nikki, welcome to Tea with the Queen. Hello, Em. So good to have you on here. Oh, it's lovely to be here. I've got so many questions. But let me start with, can you tell me about yourself before you started Cinch? I understand you were a lecturer and you taught undergraduates how to lift weights. Is that right? Essentially, I did, yes. So I worked at Vic Uni in the College of Exercise and Sports Science for 20 years. So I started off teaching undergrads. So these are these are young adults doing exercise science, phys ed, that sort of stuff. And I taught communication skills. I taught special populations, so pregnancy and diabetes and things like that. And then I actually started my dream job, which was teaching resistance training, which is a job I'd always, I'd kind of manifested for myself when I was a student myself, my very first day doing this particular subject. I I watched the lecture and I thought, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I want to do. And so I, I did that job for 10 years and taught thousands and thousands of students how to lift weights, but also the theory behind it as well. How do muscles work? How do muscles get stronger? What actually happens with that? So I really loved that job. But I've been a personal trainer for 30 years. So even when I was lecturing, I was doing a little bit of PT as well. I love that. And what led you to start Cinch? Well, I'd been a different style of trainer. So early on, I had been a personal trainer working out of beautiful big inner city gyms and five-star hotels and five-star apartments and all of this sort of stuff and had run big teams of PTs and had always loved the actual, you know, on the tools business of of PTing. I'd I'd loved working with clients. And so when I, I actually stopped for a little bit when I had my children and was really thinking, I probably won't go back, you know, I'll do something else. And I was at it was actually mother's group, no mother's group, playgroup, one of those, one day. And one of the girls at playgroup said to me, I'm really struggling. My husband has cancer. 
I need to get out of the house. Like he's home all the time and I love him dearly and, but I need my own time and my own space to be able to be his best carer. And I went, I hear you. I totally understand. And I said, you know what? I'm due to go back to teaching resistance training with a whole bunch of gorgeous 22 year old, you know, exercise science students fairly soon. And I've just had a baby and I'm feeling pretty out of shape. Why don't you come and train with me? So it was like a movie, Emma. She came, Sharon, her name was Shazza. Uh, she came to my garage, which only had three walls. It was winter. And we put on our beanies and our gloves. And the only stipulation was she had to do what I said, because that's the way I roll with PT. <laughs> and we trained and we trained like crazy women. And we both got into pretty good shape. So if you can imagine two sort of young, tired mums chugging protein shakes and bench pressing and doing all of these things. And I really discovered, I love this. I will probably love it till the day I die. This is one of the things I'm really put on this earth to do. And so my hubby could see all of this going on and, you know, he'd be inside having a nice cup of tea and two crazy women would be in the garage in the freezing cold, you know. And so he said, look, I, I really feel like I need to at least build your wall. It's pretty cold in there. And I said, well, you know what? If you build a wall and if you actually pretty it up a little bit for us, I can make a little business out of this. <laughs> you know, the old adage, I said, I could make enough money to buy some groceries each week. I, I know, Emma, famous last words, right? So here I am. That was now, oh, I think it was about 13 years ago that I started in the garage. And here I am now with a beautiful big studio and a, a lovely business and, and, you know, we've come a long way. Beautiful big studio. It is beautiful and it's pumping. How do you stand out from other gyms? Well, first of all, the way we train people is uh, I would describe it as ridiculously unusual, except it shouldn't be because because my background is exercise science. I was an academic in that whole area. I train people in exactly the way we should be training people. So we don't mix up our dessert and our main course. By that, I mean, we don't mix up our cardio and our weights. We stick to progressive resistance training. It is periodized just the same as it would be with an athlete. So our clients don't break down by just going harder, harder, harder. I allow rest in between sets where people actually talk to each other. And it is essentially quite sort of hardcore resistance training. And it's very different to say CrossFit or F45 in that it's not go, 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 go. It is very measured and controlled. And the other thing we do is we keep track of our clients' data. So everything that they do goes into an app and the goal is to keep progressing with their resistance training, keep progressing with their weights, keep getting stronger, keep getting more awesome. I love that. You're also a published author. Yes, Emma, I am a published author. I actually forget about that quite often, but I've written, I've co-written two books, one called Healthy Bodies, which I did in conjunction with a whole lot of other um, health professionals and allied health professionals, so people looking at health from their different perspectives, whether you're a dentist or a doctor or a personal trainer. So that was really fun. And then I actually co-authored another book during one of the lockdowns. I think it was about the lockdown four or five, something like that. And that was a very similar sort of book in, except it was looking at, 
incredible transformations. So um, people who'd woken up one morning and were paralysed from the neck down and it's like their story and then my story was one of having quite a, a difficult childhood and then how I overcame that. So that was a really great lockdown project and that was a really really nice little book as well. Oh, I can't wait. Is there another book in the works, Nikki? Oh, look, there's not at the moment and I feel like I've done my two co-authored ones. It's probably time for me to put my big girl boots on and uh, actually do it on my own. That's what I was. That's kind of what I was I know, thinking. I know what you know that what that feels like. It's a lot of work, isn't it? But I feel like there is uh, definitely a book in me, and I think as I get older and my my tribe ages as well, and we're all sort of going through menopause and doing all of those things, I think that 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 whole area of menopause and and really going through that that transition smoothly and happily and staying strong and staying fit and all of those things there's a need for books like that because a lot of us struggle with menopause and um yeah that might be my next book i love that you have been nominated for a telstra business women's award a few times mm. must feel so good to be recognized for the work that you've done and awards are also good good collateral for business too, but how does it make you feel? It always is such a lovely boost. So, yes, Telstra and also the Australian Small Business Champions Awards, we've been finalists I think six or seven times. Oh, it's time to win, Nikki. It's time to win. It's truly. (laughs) Well, look, actually. (laughs) If anyone's listening out there, it's time to win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be our time. Oh, forever the bridesmaid, never the bride at this stage. No, no, um, we're winners, winners. (laughs) One day, one day I'll be a bride. It is a really lovely thing because when you get that phone call saying, hey, congratulations, you're a finalist. It's just a little, a little boost of dopamine, you know? It's that little feeling of, oh my God, I'm doing something right. And not that we have to rely on that external accolade to feel great as businesswomen, but when it does happen, it's just one more little thing that makes you feel like, yeah, I'm on the right path here. I'm doing something right. And the other thing I love about business awards, M, is that it forces you to actually go through your business because it's like, you know, answer these questions and write an essay and what are you doing for the environment? What are you doing for your local community? And it does make you think, I'm not doing anything for my local community. Like, I better do something. And so it really forces you to evaluate. And because you might do them every year and you have to keep on adding on to, it's a little bit like working with a business coach. It's like, okay, this is great. That was a great month. What are you going to do this month? That's different because you can't keep on just doing the same thing and expect growth. So I do love an award, but also, you know, Emma, I love getting just dressed up and going out to dinner and it's just a lovely chance for some fabulous social media publicity as well that you sort of, here I am on the red carpet. It screams success too. So there's a little bit of just that PR magic that is involved in this. But I think I read a book years ago and the person who wrote the book was really saying, you know, enter all of these little awards because it is really great for your business. And that's, I can't even remember the name of the book, but I took that little bit of advice and I really ran with it. And it's been a very good thing for business. So for anyone listening at home, I'd really recommend that you do 
enter these awards. It's it's a fabulous thing. And it's a little bit like choosing a bottle of wine. So for many of us, I mean, I actually don't drink enough. Do you? But I know for <laughs> many know. of us, you know, for the, us non-drinkers, if we're choosing a bottle of wine to maybe give to somebody for dinner, you know, we will choose one with the gold labels, right? Because it's like, oh, it must be pretty good. It's won a few awards. Well, we rely on that as non-drinkers, let's just we, say. We rely on it. So I feel with business it can be uh, a similar thing. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me, what do you think makes a successful business? I think it's a combination of high tech and high touch. I think that people are really looking for connection. And I'm going to use the word love because in my business, it is a service business. And I think the thing that I hear every single day is, oh my God, the community here is incredible. Oh my goodness, Nikki, the people that you attract to your business. And I know you would be the same, Emma, because one of your superpowers is drawing great people to you and your tribe is so wonderful and friendly and lovely. And I think that my tribe is a lot like that. They are these incredible women who support each other. So I think for a business, if you are a service business in particular, but even you know a retail business, you start to create that tribe and that sense of community and that is really what people are looking for. I think that also the ability to, I'm going to use the word pirouette rather than pivot because I think pivot's so over, overused. <laughs> pirouette, Rob. I love that. <laughs> so pirouette. Um, the ability to pirouette and adapt not just to global pandemics or disasters but also to clients' needs to a feeling perhaps in your studio, like something's wrong, what's going on, and to be able to quickly get onto that to stop things before they become big problems or maybe staff aren't happy, there are murmurs, to be able to get onto that, respond maturely, communicate well and and adjust whatever needs to be adjusted. I think communication is a big one as well, to be honest. And also to be able to maybe respond to new technology or, in my case, some new equipment that might have come out that my clients were talking about or even new nutritional plans, you know, whatever's the latest thing, to be able to respond to that and say, you know, this is great, this is not so great, but to be able to pirouette and respond. and But I think the big thing is increasingly people want that sense of belonging and community and to feel that they're really listened to and cared about. And if you can do that and combine that with a great financially healthy business then I think you're on a winning lane there. Yeah. And I also think one of the things that you do wonderfully is support other women. Thank you, Emma. And I think that does come back to you, you know, like you've got an awesome tribe there and I know that you're always out promoting women, you're always out giving people a chance. You know, like I just watch what you do even on your socials and you're so generous with your socials as well, Nikki, and I think thank you. You don't do those things to be successful, but you are a success and you lift others up and I think that's an amazing trait to have. Oh, thank you. You know, I think you know what's that thing about uh straightening another queen's crown? Yes. And you, you do it without maybe even her noticing that that is success. And it, it, you're right. It always comes back to you, you know, and it's just, it just feels lovely. And I think one of the things that has been quite key in since being a success is because we aren't a massive franchise. I limit my number of face to face clients in the studio to 100, which is still quite a lot of people, but it's enough that I can continue to surprise and delight. 
and to do things like little random acts of kindness. So to drop some flowers off on a, on somebody's doorstep who hasn't had a loss or hasn't done anything, just some flowers to say, Hey, we really care about you. And the fact that you've been a client for many years and you, you continue to show up and you just, we just think you're awesome. You know, it's those things that make me feel as good as the client feels because I love it. You know, you sneak up to somebody's doorstep and you drop something off and then you wait for the text later going, Oh my God, Nikki, that's just so, so those things I think really keep people engaged with you. And again, Emma, you know, that's what you do just so incredibly well. Yeah. I, I just love it. I mean, with the limit of 100 clients, I know that you've got some remote training that you do as well. Can you tell us about that? Yes, absolutely. So I have this great business coach (laughs) (laughs) who's, you know, who's very clear and, you know, pushes me quite hard. I love it. And she pointed out quite clearly that limiting myself to 100 clients was also going to limit my growth in terms of revenue. So Yes, I do. I absolutely do have my remote clients too, which is a very different style of training, very different stream. And I've built that up quite nicely. And I'm actually going to pass my remote training onto one of our trainers and build her up because I know things I do really well. And I actually, I, because I'm such a people person, I'm not such a great remote trainer because a lot of that is on text. And, you know, well, I actually really love seeing people face to face. That kind of lights my fire. So I'm a better in-studio trainer, I think, and I'm a good people manager and I'm good at delegating. So that, so that's really the direction that we're going on in with, with that is putting one of our fabulous personal trainers in charge of remote training and really building her up as well to take charge and, and make a big success of that. I love that. I love that. Get onto it, people. Remote training is awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Like we all found out in lockdown, there's so much you can do remotely that is way better than what you expect it's going to be. Yes, yes. It's the silver lining. Tell us, for anyone in business right now who might be stuck in a rut or who wants to grow, what would be any words of advice for them? It's a lot like weight training or getting fit. You need to be consistent. Keep going keep going. You know, there's nothing really to be gained by stopping or giving up or any of those things. That's just is not an option. So you keep going, you stay consistent. And I think too, if especially when you are struggling, if you are in a service industry like mine and you are in front of your key clients who are paying you money to provide a great environment for them, there is a little bit of fake it till you make it. So even on your not so great days, you turn up with a big smile and you're like, hey, guys, and you can say to your hubby or your business coach, I'm struggling at the moment. My revenue is actually dropping down, or da, da, da. but it is going to be so counterproductive for you to let your clients know that you are not a success right now because it will happen. You know, businesses can turn around on a on a pinhead. You know, it just can take one day and you can get five new clients and suddenly you go from struggling to, oh, you know, it's the roller coaster, isn't it? Making some money this this week, you know. So keep at it, keep smiling. It's going to be okay. Definitely seek extra support. So get yourself a coach. I I think one of the things that I have seen in other businesses is first of all that they maybe don't use advertising or even social media particularly well. They they hide their light under a bushel. You do need to tell people that you are there. <laughs> Otherwise, it makes it hard to sell things. Yeah, can't be the world's best secret, can you? (laughs) 
(laughs) You've got to get out there. Get out of your own way. And if you don't like appearing on camera, that's something that perhaps you just need to get over and even get some media training in or something because people do want to see the face behind the brand. And I, again, I think this has been really pivotal in in our success as Cinch is people kind of fall in love with the people of the business and then, you know, if you if your staff are kind of similar people to you and you're all like this, these wonderful, joyous people, people want to be part of that. They want that energy. So they will be drawn to you. So you do need to show up and get it out there what you do. And absolutely, you need a business coach. So don't be scared of investing in your business. Even when your revenue might be a little tight, you do need to spend money to make money. And a good business coach like Emma will anything you spend will come back to you tenfold. So it's really, really important that you keep keep outsourcing what you can and keep getting those experts into your life because they can make such a difference rather than trying to do it all on your own. Oh, thank you, Nikki. I did not pay her to say that just in case anyone's <laughs> And it's also it's a support, you know. I, I Emma will tell you that she might not speak to me for a week. I'm, I might not message you for a week, Em, but then I might message you like literally 20 times in one day. I'll Marco Polo <laughs> I love, you. I love those when, when something hits the fan, it's like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? It's advice, but it's also that support of always having someone there who goes, it's okay, Nikki, like stop panicking. It's honestly, <laughs> it's going to be fine. Are you sharing us off that wall. <laughs> And no, don't say that. <laughs> don't send that email. <laughs> oh dear. Maybe I should reword that email just a little bit. Oh, so good. So good. So that, that's it. So coach. And, you know, the other thing is look after your own physical and mental health and, and your financial health too. Like you do need to pay yourself and really check off what you need to do in a day to stay okay. No, so for example, for myself, I am a personal trainer. I basically teach people how to lift weights. If I get too busy and I start missing workouts, that is really counterproductive for me because I, when I'm training and I'm loving it and I'm excited about my training and I'm feeling strong, that passion and that excitement instantly flows very authentically onto my clients and they see me, I do videos of myself training. They're like, she's walking her talk. So it is really important that you keep that passion alive and you keep your physical health obviously right up there as well, because running a business can be a very tough geek and mental health. Get out for your walks, listen to podcasts, keep your own inspiration high. And that's a a big part of it. And do the inner work you know, do you have a money block? Do you have hang-ups about, I can't be a success? Who, me? You know, imposter syndrome. Let that shit go. Like, seriously, it is it is time to step up into your awesomeness and really have some self-belief. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, our audience is going to get so much out of this. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so, I hope so, Emma. Running a business is fun. And, and I think that's it. That is the final thing. Have fun. Because if you are running your own business and it's something you love, like me, it is the ultimate. You get to get up and do your favorite thing every single day. And that sense of fun and enjoyment. And if you can inject a little bit of silliness into your whole thing, 
which I think you and I do as well. We're not scared to make ourselves look a little bit silly for a laugh. I'll do anything for a laugh. I am dressing up as a giant carrot tomorrow. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> of course I am, right? Because I know that these grown women and the women I train, Emma, like there's magistrates and lawyers and doctors and law surgeons, law, and they will come in and they will, they will laugh. They will burst out laughing. And if I can do that, then it's just brilliant, you know. So having that sense of joy and childlike fun for your business as well is so important because people want a bit of that. We don't have enough fun. Oh, I totally agree. And I think about our coaching sessions and there's always a laugh in there somewhere, isn't always there? Always a laugh. It doesn't all have to be all serious and doom and gloom, although we get results, but still, you can still have fun while you do it, can't you? You really can. I, I think that's so important. I've just realised that that's why your nails are painted orange, I reckon. That's it. The carrot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki, for joining us on Tea with the Queen. We'll put some of your information in the show notes so people know how to connect with you and connect with you on socials and also check Nikki out on her website. Thank you so much for coming on Tea with the Queen. Thanks so much, Emma. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Tea with the Queen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. For more about me, please visit emmamcqueen.com.au and I look forward to your company next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for coming.